there in podcast land, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. I hope you're doing well this Friday. Today we're looking at Psalms 139, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night before me, even the darkness will not be dark to you, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, Lord. How vast is the sum of them. Where can I count them? They would be outnumbered the grain they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked, away from me you are you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent, your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them as my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in a way everlasting. Today we have another psalm from David, and it may be a surprise to you that this psalm is classified as a psalm of lament. So let's see why. David begins by asking God to search his heart. Why does he ask God for this? Well, for me, if we jump to verse 19, um, for in looking at that scripture, which states, if only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. We we can understand why he's now asking God to search his heart. It's for those who he classifies as the wicked, right? Right? David is unhappy with how those whom he has classified as the wicked um, are misusing God's name. And he gives us, he doesn't give us the detail of exactly everything that everyone is doing other than they, he says that they misuse his name. But it is clear that David is unhappy about this. So much so that he states that he hates them, which is very strong, right? Then in verse 23, he repeats the request again to search his heart. Search my heart is what he asks. 
And if we look at the preceding verses to 19, we have a wonderful picture of God whose his love is demonstrated in the fact that God knows everything about us. Everything. There is nothing that is hidden from him, nor can we hide from him in the shadows or anywhere because the verses tell us that God is everywhere. This is God's omnipresence. There is not a place in the world where God is not. And if we stop to consider that for a moment, that means that God is everywhere. It can mean that God is in the very hell that some people are experiencing. There is nothing that is occurring that God is not aware of. Then that begs the question, then, well, why would God allow this? The answer is that he created us with free will. He gives us the freedom to make our choices. And if we're honest, humanity's choices have always been self-serving. Greed and lust pull us toward making decisions regardless of the impact of our fellow human beings. Yet God works with with us within humanity as he draws us, his children, into relationship with him. He asks everyone to come in relationship with him, but only some accept. And then the spirit, his spirit, then convicts us against those ideas that do more harm to others than good. At first, this psalm provides a wonderful um, word of of comfort or a wonderful, I guess you could say, verses of comfort, right? As I read it, I was like, yes, search my heart. God is there. Because we know that God loves us. And that's what the first 19, I guess, verses really tell us. That we can be naked before God. Because he looks at us in our unformed being and he declared that it was good. Therefore, there is nothing that we need to be ashamed about before God. Yes, he knows our thoughts. He knows your thoughts of inadequacy, thoughts of hate, thoughts of lust. Thoughts of greed, thoughts of guilt. He knows them all. And yet he does not allow any of that to separate us from his love. David in his question to search his heart can be looked upon in two ways. First, he wants God to reveal anything in him that would cause offense to God and others. Perhaps his hating the wicked has caused him to question what is in his heart that would allow him to feel that way. And he wants God to help him understand the depths of his own hatred so that he can release it. It's one way of looking at it. Another way could be that David is asking God to search his heart to say, I have nothing hidden from you. Therefore, grant this petition of, you know, destroying the evil ones. Because you know that I only desire what I believe is good for you, Lord. Because of how the wicked um, are the antithesis to what you have created. And so David wants God to search his heart to ensure that he has the right motive for wanting the destruction of the people who go against God. But then when we look at this scenario a little bit more in depthly, what is David doing here? If that's his reason, you go out search my heart because I'm only doing this because they go against you. He's asking God to take vengeance right now. He's pushing God to act and he's not waiting on God's timing. He wants it done now for his own satisfaction. (laughs) 
And this is dangerous. When we come to God and lift our petitions, we always ask, we should always ask it to be done in accordance with his will and His hid- and in his timing. We can't push God to do anything. What would he reveal to you if you were to ask him to search your heart? What, have you, what are your motives behind your petitions? Are they only self-serving? Or do you petition to help your neighbors? In this season of caregiving, ask God to search your heart to ensure that your service and ministry of caregiving is done with a pure heart. A heart that wants the best for the one whom you, you're caring for. Let's ensure that we're not doing anything out of selfish motives, but that everything we do is with our Lord and others in mind. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this psalm, for this psalm of lament that first reminds us that you are everywhere and that you love us, that you love us as we are. (laughs) Whom else would love us (laughs) but you? And we thank you for that. We also come, Father, asking you to help us understand the motives behind some of the things that we do, the things that we say, some of the hurtful words that we may have said or hurtful acts that we have done. Help us to stop that. We come before you knowing that you see into the depths of our hearts and what we want, Father, is a pure heart before you. Help us to always serve you. And help us to always be mindful of the words that we say in our actions, of their impact in other people. This we ask, Father. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.